We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Saturday, the 26th day of March, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. Ned, it's great to see you. Wasn't sure if you were going to come on today. I know you're a little late, but uh, that's all right. Nonetheless, how are you? Fine. Fine. Um, there's lots going on and there's not lots going on. It's, it's, it's a very strange time at the moment. It is. Uh, it is. We're going to get into a lot of uh, a lot of different aspects of a lot of different things today. Uh, Bruce, how are you today? Oh, healthy alive. Uh, you know, doing well like usual. He has to say it. He actually didn't say it one day earlier this week, and I said, "Is there something you're forgetting? Is there, is there something you want to you want to say that you didn't say?" You know, he just wants to. to know whether you get worried for him. That's all. Yeah, well, it is tornado season, and he is right in the middle of Tornado Alley. So, uh, you know, it is this a uh, it is a very trying time this time of year in the United States, and I know exactly how it is because there was a a tornado warning through mild area back in Ohio a couple of nights ago, and they were expecting multiple tornadoes throughout the evening. Uh, about four and a half million people were were in that uh, that warning zone. I know exactly how it feels. We're right on the, the tail end of Tornado Alley, uh, where I came from. So yeah, I know how it feels. Anyway, okay, um, I have a few things that are lined up here, but I suppose I'll just kind of throw those in there whenever the, uh, the subject comes up, because I'm pretty sure this is going to get worked into every direction we're going to go tonight. But Ned, as always, guest of honor this evening, per each week you're on, which means I don't have to talk as much as I normally do, which is fantastic. You've got the floor. Where would you like to start? I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's lots going on. It's a bit of a problematic time. I mean, what I want to start with, COVID's still going on. They're still digging the dirt up on that. Ukraine's going on. There's all sorts of nasty skeletons coming out of the woodwork. And it's, th this is a time where it's all starting to get ramped up. It's, it's about all these told you so's and horrible things that are coming about evidence about the covid it's about the history of ukraine it's about what's domestically going on in your own backyard as well i mean there's so many things to upset the individual that you, you've got to try and put a message out like this isn't the time to be an ostrich and stick your head in the ground this is the time to actually face up to every little nasty thing that's happening in your domestic life because they're all adding up to keep you down, make your life a bit of a misery. And um, as much as anything else, there are some, I actually thought about an individual this week and because I, I was trying to think, crisis, this is really, really getting to annoy me. And then I thought, who could I think of in history that actually went through really heavy, hard times? Like it was in the war, uh, the second world war, they, um, they even ended up in camps. Then they ended up even in a gulag and they, they wrote a book. But even when that person was there, and it is a Russian man and he was called Solzhenitsyn. Alexander Solzhenitsyn. I've got all three of his books yeah, right here. Yeah. And the thing is, he his thoughts, I mean, if, if you actually read, he wondered where he went wrong. And that is how he used to approach things. Where did I go wrong to get myself here? So, you know, instead of well, throwing it and he criticized, everything, I mean, he criticized yeah. the people's paradise, Ned. That's what he did. He said, what do you mean yeah. paradise? There's one salami hanging in the store. We can't we can't get work pants. We can't get shoes. What are you paradise? This isn't a paradise. That's that's you see, he didn't he didn't recognize the utopia, the people's utopia. That's what the problem was. Clearly, that's what the problem was. Mm. But the thing is, he took he tried to tell everybody to take responsibility for their, their own position of where they are. And I think that actually is where a lot of the population is in the world. It's like saying, okay, guys, you've, um, whether you've been vaccinated, not vaccinated, polarized against people or whatever, we're now at a point where we need to actually go and look inwards on ourselves and go, okay, so I've done this. Take responsibility for what I've done. I owe it to the rest of the populations in the world to go forward and fight something and stand up for something because we do all have to get up. 
there's only a small percentage of the populations uh, turning out there. Although it seems to be lots of people, we still need a lot more to stand up. And it is time to reflect on yourselves and take responsibility. He actually come up with a really good saying. Well, he wasn't a saying. He, he just he said, if one man stopped lying, he could bring down a tyranny. And there's so much of it out there. There is so much avoidance. There is so much media shutdown. There's so there's so much lying. The lies, yeah, it is lying. It is so much, and it's got us. And all this is going to come out of the woodwork and wind people up. I mean, we know this is one dark, nasty hole that, and and the history is going to look back on this COVID and go, shit, that was nasty. I mean, it could, it, it's it's several things. It's several things. It's a heist. Made a lot of money out of it. Uh, uh, it's, They're stealing it's property. <laughs> they it, are. It's amazing if you think about it. If you think if you think about it, and you want to get cynical, and you want to, but something that was public funded research. If you think about it, it's public funded research. Pfizer never designed it. Yeah, it was a bit of a coup. They came up from the bottom from being called one of the worst pharmaceuticals out there, and they had been paying hundreds of millions out. Biotech, BioNTech grabbed them up and used them. And, and Moderna, the problem, the big, Moderna was in the tank before yeah. all this. I mean, that, until Gates stepped yeah, in. Yeah, but you got to think about this. BioNTech has used Pfizer. And if you look at where all the information is coming from, because the FDA was involved, you've had your judges to manage to force the release of data. But you will have not one bit of data coming out from any other com company. Because they don't have to give it up. So it's all Pfizer. It's all Pfizer. It's it's making me itch that there's going to be, I mean, the money's not in Pfizer. It'll be probably somewhere in another pocket somewhere connected with BioNTech and someone else. I mean, it's going to take a lot to chase down. And Pfizer is still being used I, do you think, I, do you th let me ask you horrible. this, do you, do you, it is horrible. Do you, do you think that they position, because we're talking about political power plays, essentially is, is what you're you're mm -hmm. alluding to here. Do you think that they set up Pfizer and Moderna to take the fall here? Oh, hypothetically, hang on. I've got a company here. Uh, I've used public research. I'm going to make a shitload out of vaccines. But hang on, this is a really dodgy product. Um, I need a front man. Let's find somebody that's right down the bottom of a shit pile. And is probably the most, they are the most corrupt corporation or one yeah. of them on the planet. I mean, it's bad. And then offer them, offer them, a, you know, a proper, you know, a propaganda coup that, hey, we've got this vaccine and this is going to put you back on the map. We'll even let you say you made it. And people will be wearing T-shirts with Pfizer on it. You'll make that much money. You'll be able to do what you want. And by the way. I know you can make it for less than five pounds. That's our money. No, no. And by hold the on way, a second. You you're overlooking sell it back. Something. You could... You're overlooking something. A new condo in Monte Carlo costs a little bit of money. So I mean, they have to make they, they have to make up a little bit somewhere, right? For the Pfizer yeah, execs, I mean, they've got to make it. They got to cover their costs too, right? The irony of it, though, is I'm being in this country. I know the first wave we paid eighteen pounds a dose for. And it could be made less for five pounds. And the second rush, we paid twenty-two pound a dose. Now I haven't got a clue how much you guys paid in America a dose. Have you? Billions, hundreds of billions in taxpayers. Hey, uh, per dose. Yeah. Per dose, I have so no basically, idea. basically, I have no idea. It's you, quite an interesting. It would be quite interesting. I mean, but that is a phenomenal. That is a phenomenal amount of money. I mean, I think last year they made thirty-seven billion or something horrible. And I, I, I think Pfizer's going to take a hell of a fall with this. And you still haven't yeah. got information coming out of any of the other companies. None. Uh, real quick, uh, Pfizer was charging about $20 per dose. There was, uh, let's see here. Uh, so it was about the other companies were charging up. a little bit. Uh, they were charging a little bit less. They were charging like 15 and 16 for okay. the other ones. But Pfizer was 20 
let me let me because you're on this point and I, I don't before we drift too far from it I, I want to play this clip now we've played clips of this guy here before uh former BlackRock executive Edward Edward Dowd uh Bruce and I were reviewing this clip before we yeah. started but you haven't heard it yet Ned and he's talking about exactly what you're talking about although he's throwing in a couple more things as far as like the tech companies and the bureaucracy a little bit but see what you make of this and then we'll discuss uh his assessment after the clip implications are grim um if this if i'm correct and let's assume i am for for the sake of this this argument i'm correct we have the greatest colossal financial and human fraud endeavor in the history of the globe and um it was done with the um uh assistance of the government global governments and also the um uh media companies and the tech companies and the implications of that are that um the FDA, the CDC, and the NIH have to be blown up and rebuilt. Uh, a lot of the politicians that have allowed this to happen and 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 and, and haven't spoken up, they're all going to potentially be um, uh, voted out of office. Um, there'll be lawsuits. Uh, Pfizer and Moderna could both go bankrupt. The tech folks and the media folks could be sued. I mean, this is this is a loss of trust in all institutions. Some some governments could be overthrown. Uh, in higher vaccinated countries. So this is, this is the implications of this are kind of mind boggling. And again, that's assuming I'm correct. I'm, I, in my humble opinion, I'm 100% correct, but that's me. What do you make of that? No, he's 100% correct. It is, it's been a massive heist, but it's not, I mean, I understand where he's coming from. And he is a, a, a man who speaks about business and money and that, but the human aspect cannot be forgotten. The human aspect is is the damning point. I mean, we we know that they are still blocking information, and I mean, even in this country, we had um, a high court judge in our country, yeah, and he blocked a mother finding information. She actually got lawyers to go and get information. They wanted information about how the vaccine can harm kids because her children hadn't been vaccinated. And they they questioned it. Yeah. So we had um, a high court judge, and he blocked it. Well, I'll even give his name because I don't care because it's his name and it is published out there and it's on a paper and it's Mr. Justice Jonathan Swift. He denied the application, arguing that here we go. Parents do not have the ability to properly interpret data. Huh? Parents don't have the ability to interpret data. Oh, but to the media the does. Degree. Oh, so. No, so he put it down, right? He said, correlation does not equal causation, right? And the ONS information, which is the um, statistics, do not necessarily decide the, the claim, this claim. So he went, no, nope, you're, you're not entitled. The parents are entitled to know any information about how the vaccine and harm. Of course, there. How can you have? How can you have informed consent? Which let let's be honest, there hasn't been any. But how oh, can you have informed go. consent? Informed how no? How can you exactly. have that if you if you say that? Well, the parents can't interpret data. Okay, fine. Based on that ruling, then there is no con- informed consent. So you're in violation of the Nuremberg Code. Plain and simple. Yep. Yes. Correct. And that has just been published and come through. I mean, I dug that up and I went, "You've got to be kidding me!" So now you've got parents out there. And the, the, I mean, this is this is worrying. This is worrying. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that judge has cut his own throat publicly now. I mean, you cannot do that to parents. I mean, I, I presume. I mean, I haven't looked into him personally, but I presume he's a parent himself. What's the informed consent? Oh, it's for your own good. That's ever what everything's been worked on so far, and it's cost lives. It has cost lives. I mean, you, you've got a parent here. You've got kids here who are obviously debating at home whether they should or whether they should not. Now, medically, your immune system suffers when you have anxiety, depression, stress, and these have been piled on the people as it is without even having a vaccine shoved into you on top of it. It's it's amazing. I I even got asked a question the other day, can an LFT be programmable? I went, so it hasn't been explained to you what LFT is. It's been around... LFT, you know your tests. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, these things have been around forever. I mean, if you take a pregnancy test, it's the same sort of thing. So these things have been around for endless amount of time. 
Oh, yeah. The answer is, yeah. Then you explain it to them. So basically, it's, they're just designed to look for a specific thing. And then you go and say, and then people are starting to listen. And then when they listen, they talk. I had this person that went, I said, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not speaking down to you, but yeah, obviously. This is what else do you want to know? He goes, well, what does it look for? And I went, well, it's looking for a spike protein. But the biggest problem is, then I asked the question, do you have kids? Yes, they have kids. Have they been vaccinated at school? And they look at me and I went, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to say one thing or another way or another. And apparently, yeah. And I said, well, did they show signs of COVID once they got vaccinated? Only that, yeah. Well, there you go. Your LFT looks for the spike protein. The actual vaccine is creating it. So you get your kids vaccinated. They go and test them within the week. All of a sudden, they're off school and your education's shut down. And they went, and then you get a, they look at, they look at you and they give it, whether it's doubt or whatever, I go, you can check it all out yourself. It's out there. Just look up LFT and they'll tell you what you're looking for. And then you can use your common sense and see what the vaccine does, put the two together and then make up your own decision. This was the argument that I was bringing to the table earlier this week. And I don't, I don't mean to sound condescending or anything like that when I say this to the average person out there. I don't mean to sound condescending at all, but it's just common sense that makes me say this. And it, it makes me think this. Maybe you can weigh in on this when I bring it up. And that is, are people not reading anything? As in, all of this data is out there. All of this data is out there. The the side effects, the long-term, possible long-term effects, the people that have had serious adverse reactions, complications, such as like the VAERS report and the European Medical Association reports. Are people not reading this? Are people just not reading anything at all? Because we're too almost three years into this now, just a little over a year into the uh, the vaccine rollout, there's more than enough data at this point for anybody to go out and make an informed decision for themselves. So my argument was, are people not reading anything? And then Bruce brought it to me earlier and he says, he still knows people that are dealing with doctors that are like, oh yeah, you should get it. It's fine. It's safe and effective. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, if you think about your uh, Pfizer CEO, he came out the other day and said, get the fourth dose, didn't he? Oh, you yeah, get the fourth. Sajid Javid, Jarhead, he's up on TV saying, yeah, we're going to need fifth. We're going to need a fifth one here. In the oh, fall. we're going to need boosters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is, this is uh, harm. Any harm. Now, you see, the question has been created. This has caused possible. It isn't, well, okay. There's a group of scientists, yeah, and doctors, and basically they're actually been talking about uh, a movement there's at least 80 of them, right? They call themselves the health advisory and recovery team, yeah? And they're demanding that the UK Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, the, the MHRA, stop the program of giving vaccines out to children and the healthy, right? There's been about 10% hike that they know of in excessive deaths. That's basically above the worst scenario, whatever. But even though... You've got these reported, yeah? They know that there's only probably a maximum of 65% being reported or kept up to date. So you've got another 30% on top of this, right? And it's all on the statistics. It's all there. People are actually saying, yes, this is wrong. You've got the advisory people, right? You've got, in this country, you've got the Joint Committee on Vaccines and Immunization, yeah? The JCVI, yeah? They advise the government as well as SAGE advised the government not to vaccinate 12 to 15-year-olds, don't do it. But the four head of the medical branches went with the government. So they've had all this advice and they've decided to go ahead with it. And they still are. So we've got more and more people that are qualified and yet these four people at the head are still going ahead. So now they need to be pulled out. They need to be taken out of that situation because there is only one thing that they could be possibly doing, and that is corrupt. I mean, it's like um, the head of the European Parliament. They're trying to pull her out of the way and to find out what she pushed through with Pfizer on her personal messages and everything. We've, we've got people that just are at certain levels now because you, you listen to Jarhead in Parliament. All he said was on advice. When they say on advice and not from whom, I'm sorry, 
there's not transparency. Actually, he he was, to be fair, at least on one instance, I heard him referencing the JVCI, as you just did. Yeah, well, they've told him not to. They've told him not to this time. Well, well it's okay, uh, because no, no, it's they're going to move ahead. It's it. published. It's <laughs> out there. <laughs> they're going to move ahead anyway. They don't care. Because they, they never admit fault, right? They always double down. Mm. Like a degenerate gambler. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, and then you've got, no matter what happens, why aren't they moving down? Okay. Like we said last time, the lawyers are cherry picking incidents of where they know people and they can specifically trace specific cases and they will find cases to take against governments where people have been hurt, dead or otherwise. Especially now the insurance agencies are compiling a list and list and list because it's been costing them a lot of money. But myocarditis isn't just uh, a thing that happens and disappears. It weakens you. It stays with you and you're doing it to anybody that has had it. I mean, it predominantly, it affects the male side more than the female side, but it will affect both sides of the population. Look at the European footballers. <laughs> it affects, it affects, right. The thing is, if you're healthy or seem to be healthy, that's fine. If you go above or below this bracket, you then become susceptible one way or another. If you're like an extreme sportsman where you're actually pushing the event all the time, adrenaline, big hypes of adrenaline, if you've had myocarditis and you won't, and you can have it and not know it, it just means that your heart's inflamed, it's weakened, and if it gets a massive hit of adrenaline, this is when they start falling over. And this is where they start. So you've got it affecting those people that are above and actually push the push the bubble and all of a sudden you've got them falling over not everybody gets it but there seems to be more and more and more rafael nadal the world number four in tennis he was giving uh novak Djokovic a hard time for not getting the jab and of course Djokovic being the number world number one and then there was that whole debacle with the australian open but nadal yeah. a few days ago lost his match because he was short of breath. He was having problems breathing, had chest pains. He says it feels like there's cost. He says it constantly feels like there's a, uh, I, I don't want to play it because of the bad audio, but uh, in his post-match interview, he was saying it constantly feels like there's a, a needle in the middle of my chest whenever I'm breathing. The next day, the next day, he went down on the court mm -hmm. the next day. And there was another tennis star at that particular match that died on the court of a heart attack that day. But they're not putting two and two together. Bruce was even saying this while we were watching the video. Do, do you want to do you want to elaborate on it? As in, you know, they're not put, making the connection. I mean, I, I don't even remember what I was saying um, there, to be honest. He was talking about his I remember you saying he, he was talking about his uh, his experience. You know, he was having trouble breathing and you're sitting there and you're going, are you not making the connection? Is it not no. even like is it not even coming to your mind? It's yeah. bloody obvious. Yes. Well, we, we were watching another video earlier uh, before coming on here, uh, you know, as prep. And the doctor was saying, like, well, all the side effects and everything are well known. It's well documented. It, like, it, it's public knowledge now and everybody should know these things and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm going, the average person doesn't even know that these side effects are a thing. The average person, if you're not out there actively looking for this information, you're not going to find it. The, the mainstream media, social media, all of that, they're, they're banning that information from getting out. Um, you, you have to go to, um, quote unquote, alternate media as they call it, which is largely podcasters and, and, um, other independent, uh, organizations, uh, and ones that aren't enhanced and they'll, not they'll talk big about it. Money. Yeah. And, and they'll tell you about it. Um, you can find the papers yourself and look through there. There, I mean, the, the, the one we had was six pages of side effects. The other big dump that happened, uh, <sighs> Yeah, the the big dump was like ninety some pages of side effects. It, it's, they, reckon, they reckon there's a hundred and fifty odd thousand possible side effects. How's that even possible? Like I, I do good <laughs> to name like fifteen diseases and and possible <laughs> disorders and things like that. I, I do good to do that. It, and there's a, they're listing upwards of a hundred and fifty thousand. It's just gone totally haywire. This release of data and whatever they they've compiled. This happened. This happened. This happened. This happened. There might be minuscule. There might not be anything. But these this list just gets even. It, it just gets bloody stupid. I mean, all it's saying is. There's something here that should never, ever have been allowed to be used because all your lockdowns 
and everything didn't work, didn't save, didn't do anything. The lockdowns oh, it did created it just yeah, it killed people. It killed people. It, it, it heightened it heightened misery. It heightened depression. It heightened your stress levels, and it actually the death rate due to lockdowns and everything just worsened the whole situation. Yeah, and and all they did was denial and blame this and whatever. Uh, I mean, right at the beginning, it was I I, I I'm trying to think of word in some they use petri dish a petri dish that's what the lockdowns were bung them in there get them out of the sunlight get them out of getting your vitamin d yeah, and everything and your gyms. exercise yeah shut the gyms down them, don't let uh, yeah forget all that let you rot let you rot and compile your own little mess inside there yeah your own little petri dish of uh, i'll tell you what we said it in the beginning we said this is just going to cause nothing but harm yeah and it's gone beyond anything that i ever had nightmares about they they have just and they're still pushing it and i've got to stop saying and <laughs> what more can you say it's just uh, what more just can you say adds on it just it's more going. and more and more i i remember reading about this type of this type of behavior and, and studying this type of behavior when when you've got uh, a group of people that have been a long-held power structure and they get put into a position where they're compromised or they're weakened or something like that then they just become unhinged lunatics about everything. I mean, absolutely everything. They get whipped up into this this insane frenzy of just like paranoia and fear and hatred and everything else. And they, they get into like this. Uh, the, these people have literally created an alternate reality that they live in. They have literally done that for themselves. I'm talking about the people that are in like the governments and these uh, tech companies and everything else. They live in a different world than you and I live in. They've created this reality that they think that they're gods and arbiters of truth and, and everything else. And, and they've been nothing but hypocritical liars and failures from the start of this thing. And there's no reason to believe a damn word that these people say anymore going forward, regardless if all of this goes back to a sense of what we would consider to be normality. There's no reason to believe these people any longer on anything. COVID is just creating more of a caste system. I mean, you, you have the COVID elite, the, the ones that don't have to mask. They don't have to socially distance. They don't have to, you know, follow the same rules as you. And then there's everybody else. Everybody else has to follow the rules. You have to socially distance. You have to stay home from work. You have to stop all these things. And it's just, it's just perpetuating that caste system. We already kind of had that caste system anyway in the West. You already had the elite that were kind of above the law. Um, now it's, it's just kind of, it's just made it worse. Oh, yeah, it's in your face. You know, they're, they're literally in doing the West, it in your face. In, in, in the West, the thing was, we knew there were people with a shitload of money. We knew there was corporations. We knew, I mean, you've seen it over the years. They, they'd find that they'd buy the patents up so they could structure the release of whatever and make a maximized profit and the science of business, which has got us here and it's crap. But the one thing that we tried to believe in was that the stewards of our own countries that we voted in would ethically and morally stand by their own people. They're grave diggers. The people with the elite that have got the money have given every wanker in government a shovel to dig a hole and shove somebody in it. Because there's, I mean, if you think of, uh, you use your imagination, they've dug mass graves and that's what they've done. They have just shoved an endless amount of people down these holes. It's not acceptable. There were laws to stop this. And you take and the laws, international laws, they, they change. They, they apply them to say, oh, someone's started a war over there. We don't like them. Bardy, bardy, bar. But when it comes to actually standing by these laws ourselves, that means the West, we haven't. We use and abuse it. International law seems to, I mean, oh, take an incident, yeah? Take an incident in history where abuse of international law. Now, I did the first Gulf War. It went so far, and then people wondered why it, it stopped where it did, and everybody was expecting another one, and eventually there was another push or whatever. But 
That was 90. And then it, by 91, the US approached the UN and said, we want to kick off again. We want to finish this off. And so it was voted against. And one of the people, one of the countries within that is Yemen. And the US delegate actually said to the Yemen representative, this is going to be one of your most expensive moves out. And what happened? They lost 70 million of foreign aid from America. They lost one of the biggest contracts from the Saudi Arabias. And all the allied states in the Gulf sent millions of Yemenis home because they didn't back them up because they didn't agree with it. That's their right. Whether they want to for their own political movement or not, that is their right to do that. That is the right of everybody to make a choice, right choice or not. And this is what's been manipulated and taken away from everybody else. They, they did it on a massive scale then. Right or wrongly, they decided, bang. Okay, it still went ahead later on. Rightly or wrongly, it doesn't matter. But the choice, you should not be penalized for your choice. And this is where everybody, all the populations are. And this is why they roll over and, and, and take it. Because they're worried about what other people will say. They're worried about peer pressure. The kids are up with this with all the electronic devices they just lose their way where it's easier just to go with it just to go with it to take a drug that's not been properly tested i mean psychologically that is a really poor position to be in and this is where people have got to think back and go yeah i did that hang on i told my kids to do that hang on oh what's going to happen now when are you all going to take responsibility that is the question. When are you all, everyone that's listening, when are you going to take responsibility? Because you've done it. You've done it. Okay. If you haven't done it, you haven't done it. You've made a choice. Take responsibility for it. And God help youngsters. I, I, I mean, I'm not calling people bad. I'm saying it is time to take responsibility for your own actions, right? Because no matter what, you can play the blame culture. Oh, the government told me to do this. Oh, somebody told me to do this. You always have a choice. If you felt coerced, go find somebody in the legal team to sort it out for you. You know, there's a, a, a number of people that I know that took it in the States uh, because of their job. As in, yeah. you know, they've been in there for 15, 20 years, you know, whatever. They they like their job. They being they, That's how they feed their family. You know, that, that's how they pay their mortgage. That's how they make their payments on, you know, whatever vehicles they have. And see that, that right there, that is how they're able to do it. When you put somebody in a position like that, where you've got an ignorant employer, and I don't care what anyone says about, oh, well, this person's smart. If they were smart, that they wouldn't have done anything like this to their employees. So don't give me that. No, it's, when it's you, just business science. Yeah, wh wh exactly. When, when you tell somebody in a job as a business, if you say to your employees, this is what you have to do in order to stay employed here. And I know people that have done this and they regret it. You know, they say, look, we didn't want to, not happy about it, but this is what we had to do. That's not consent. That's coercion. And as far as I'm yeah. concerned, that employer is held responsible. responsible. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's just like being a parent. No matter what it is, whether you're a politician, whether you're a businessman, if there are people reliant on you one way or another, it's like being a parent to children. If you're going to be misguided or you're going to manipulate the kids or whatever, it's wrong. They will follow their employer if, I mean, because there's so many people, yet the population of the world is top heavy. I totally agree. It is top heavy. And because of the situation, yeah, jobs are a premium. And it is scary what people will do put bread on the table. And it's got to the point where people have manipulated you. You have been totally manipulated one way or another if you were told you have to do this, otherwise you lose out. That carrot and stick routine that we talked about way back in the beginning, it's so wrong. It, it, it is so wrong. But we're here. We're here, and it is time to stand up and take responsibility. You, you stick your head in the ground, it's just going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And everybody needs to be checked out. Seriously, get your ticker checked out. One way or another, you're entitled to it. Go to your doctors. Buy hundreds, hundreds of thousands, millions. Go up there and go, and you just check my heart out. Well, in the and U.S. if enough people do it. 
Yeah, yeah. In the U.S., I don't know if you know this or not, but in the U.S. now, all under 18s that go for their sports physical every year now are going to have to undergo microcardiograms as a new requirement. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you might find that as much as you've had vaccinated and unvaccinated, what are the people going to do if you get high paying sports positions and coaches and everything saying, hmm, I want the vaccinated playing the games for me because I don't think I can afford the short insurance if they fall over. You need to be unvaccinated and clear to play for my team. And how long is it going to be before the professional sports clubs are doing the same thing? Because uh, the, 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 I mean, let back, and I hate to kind of go back over this, but the European footballers, if these people, and these are, these are some of the world's top athletes, they don't get any healthier than that. These are the world elite in the athletic field. And if they had any kind of cardio issues, cardiac issues, whatever, they wouldn't be playing that sport. They would not have the sponsorships. The clubs wouldn't have them. No, they've got to their peak position, but then something's been introduced to totally mess their system up, yeah? And this is what they've got to do. They've got to find out all of these uh, top-end athletes need to go get checked out. And if they find out that their cardiacs, their heart's in a really inflamed position or it's weakened that's going to be the end of their career but they need to find somebody to sue the arse off they really need to make a movement of their own they need to just it, it, it's got to come from all sides i mean this is just we, we're going to have generations i mean of i mean what happens what happens if we don't even know if it's any genetic permanence in this we don't even know what 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 the future holds well, the still I can I I have seen the numbers out of can, places like Canada. The uh, the number of stillborns are off the charts. So if that's any kind of a uh, uh, if that's any kind of a correlation, and and that's not to say as as you're talking about uh, in, in, intergenerationally, that's not to say what the long term effects are going to be for offspring down the road. I've even heard some of these frontline doctors that are out there speaking out, I've even heard some of them saying, and I'm not advocating for this because I don't think it's anybody's place to say this, but I've even heard some of these frontline doctors, and I'm just quoting what what they've said. Some of them have said that the ones that have been jabbed, knowingly been jabbed, they kind of have a moral obligation going forward to not have children due to the fact of what you just mentioned, intergenerational, you know, long-term defects that you're going to be dealing with that you don't know. It's horrible, isn't it? It is. It is. Like I said, it's not my place to say that. I'm just, yeah, it does. Like I said, it's not my place to say that, but that's what I've heard some of these these whistleblowing doctors say. Mm -hmm. And anyway, on a totally different point of view, who would want a kid to come up? I mean, sorry, I was looking into some schools. Oh, uh, you know, when you have a child, and this has obviously got side effects and things, and they're, they're still pushing it in schools nowadays uh, about vaccine, this and vaccine. And it, it's so annoying. And then you, you give it, oh, God, hang on, they've had so much time off school. How am I going to compensate and spend time with your kid to sit down and do revision with them and this stuff like that? And you start looking at programs and things like that. And then I was looking at, um, it went from, because I, I was interested about it, it was something really simple. Oh, Easter's longer this year. So then I went to look over, of when you have your holidays. So I looked into American education things. Uh, and then I don't know what pointed me that way, but then I started looking into the education system and I thought, well, I wonder if, you know, your your um, your formats are the same as us. Your curriculums are different. And I went, and I, then I started to turn stones and I went, shit. And I ended up back in your um, Congress again with that little talk about your Judge Jackson. Oh God, that yeah. Uh, that's you know what I I don't even I don't even know where to begin with all of that uh, that that ridiculousness that 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 individual has been up there spouting over the last few days. It's it's atrocious. It's atrocious. There, someone like that that someone like that has no business wearing the robes in any court, let alone the highest court in the land. Yeah, but so your Judge Jackson sits on the board of a school. And then quotes that they don't have any ruling or say so in the curriculum of that school. And I went, well, that can't be right. So you look into the curriculums of the school. And then you find out that, that there's a person called, hang on, Ibrim Kendi? 
Uh, Ibram X. Kendi. Yep. Ibram X. Kendi. What a cheesehead. I mean, sorry. Uh, I mean, the books that he's advocating for... I mean, who comes up... Oh, I'm sorry. I had to isn't laugh. This the, isn't this the CRT guy? He, he is, isn't he? Yeah, this is the yeah. critical race theory guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. the critical race theory, right? So they've got books that they're teaching at your schools, yeah? You've got critical race theory, like you say. Which is yeah? Marxism. An introduction. 100%. An, int an, an introduction. Then you've got leasing, the end of policing, and why we shouldn't have police forces. But that doesn't stop there. You've got the top of the pile, the book that I think every parent should read, laugh about, and then wipe their ass with is anti-racist baby. Yes. I mean, what hang on. on earth? Anti-racist. Who, who writes a book like this? <laughs> Babies are taught to be racist or anti-racist, apparently. What? And then, yeah. oh, and then, no, God's no, sake. no. This book. Now, this is given to four to seven-year-olds, and there's pictures, and it's really smart, and it recommends that babies confess if they do a racist act. How do you get a baby to confess? <laughs> it's i i i honestly i i don't even I, I don't even know where to go with this i i don't even know where to go with this. These, these, these people in the back door while these people are off. lunatics they're insane <laughs> it's just i mean sorry i've got to get a copy of that book that is just 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 beyond me this guy sorry children oh for god's sake up. bruce <laughs> he's he's put it up on the screen there behind him <laughs> That's the book. I mean, come on. Confess when being racist. <laughs> How can your children between the age of four to seven getting this shoved down their throat? Come on. Children are meant to have fun, grow up, play around with each other, bash around each other, call each other names, punch, kick, whatever they do when they're babies or whatever, get covered in paint, find a way around. It's all touchy-feely. You know, they just, there's so much going on. They're sponges. They haven't got the time to stand up and do a soapbox thing about racism. But you just said it. You just said it. They're sponges. That's precisely why they're introducing it at that age, because it will change the fundamental way that they are thinking as they grow up. Or turn them into morons. That's the idea. You know, I, I, mean, I made this I argument. Think, uh, I, I made this abuse. argument years ago. Yeah, it, sorry, it is abuse. But that is abuse. It, it is. It is. It is child abuse. I, I made this argument years ago, and, and a person who was a retired teacher wholeheartedly agreed with me. I said, "Are they teaching people how to be stupid?" And he said, "Absolutely. <laughs> that's exactly what they're doing. They're teaching people how to be stupid." That, that's coming from a retired teacher. Yeah, they are. The education system is failing because when they started to fast track education, as in. Uh, you only need to learn enough to pass the exam and not know your subject. Know your subject. Know your subject, you will go places. Know your subject and you'll be able to have a debate and a discussion about it. If you just know enough to pass an exam, you're not going to be able to talk about anything really. But those few that actually do, you've got to really know your subject at school. You, you, you should learn them. Um, but they're not teaching them that. They're not teaching them that. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it is. Without screaming... Without screaming and calling serious names to institutions or whatever, and that will get us nowhere. They've broken the education for your children. They're getting adults to tell the children to take untested drugs. Please. It is time to rethink the whole thing. The whole structure of this is the society has been decadent for too long. And a decadent society, when it is going around saying, yeah, everything's okay, man. You know, no, not a problem. And they just keep going on and on and on. The collapse will come or a change of society needs to be done. And that is always what happens with decadent society. And we're there. We have got to actually get a grip with it all. And it's got to be, people have to take control. They, uh, everything has to be answerable. We, we have to take responsibility. We have to vote on everything. We have to tell them, we want to know what's happening. We have the right to vote. And those that are in government are white collar workers, and they should actually help us make decisions or funnel our decisions into how a country builds itself up again. Or it's going to, yeah, it's, it's going to have to be though. 
it's going to have to be people in the community that are going to have to step up and do that. The people that are currently yeah. in the system, they're not going to cut it. These All these people are going to have to go. They can't be there any longer. They've worn out their welcome. They've committed. As far as I'm concerned, with everything over the last three years, the crimes speak for itself and the punishment for them shall fit the crimes that they have committed. That's as far as I'm willing to go on that one. Quite frankly, I don't think these people have any business whatsoever being anywhere near a decision-making process ever again, ever again. No, no. It's just like, it's just like when you build a business up and you go bankrupt and you're actually proven to be bad. You are not allowed to build up another business. You are actually struck off from it and you're kept away from it. Yeah, no, they shouldn't be allowed. And you know, Trudeau, all his stuff should be frozen. His money should be taken away from him, given to the people, given to those that need it, and he should be put in a rowing boat somewhere and just sent off. In you know, fact. he he took a uh, took a trip to uh, uh, to Brussels, you know, because he had to meet with NATO and everything. So he took a trip to uh, to Brussels. He met with uh, met with Her Majesty, as you you pointed out last week, hoping that he got bludgeoned with a uh, with a handbag, but <laughs> but he didn't. Uh, but he decided to go and take a seat in the European Parliament, and a lot of the Parliamentarians were not very happy with his presence there. In fact, he was called a uh, he was called a disgrace uh, to his face, and to basically, in not so many words, get out. Don't even bother showing your face here. Uh, he received an extremely hostile welcome. This is out of uh, Breitbart, London, to Brussels from a number of members of European Parliament on Wednesday, who slammed him for his crackdown on the Freedom Convoy protests, which took place earlier this year. Romanian MEP uh, Christian Teres, you know, he's uh, you know the guy that yeah. you like so much. Awesome. He stated the following. He stated the following uh, in a quote to uh, Breitbart, London. Justin Trudeau cannot come to lecture Putin on democracy in the European Parliament when he walks through with hobnail boots over the fundamental rights of the Canadians. People are made now to choose between the Russian imperialist tyranny promoted by Putin and the neo-Marxist tyranny promoted by hypocritical leaders such as Trudeau, in which people are deprived of their rights and freedoms and become objects of the state. We must reject both such tyrannical options and fight for the same conservative values that brought peace through prosperity in Europe, national sovereignty, individual freedom, and respect for human rights. Said, but he wasn't the only one, though. No, he wasn't. Had, uh, there was there was a couple of German ones uh, that stood up and uh, and gave him the Yugoslavian uh, one stood up. Didn't he? Yugoslavian uh, one. Yeah, yeah, and a cro uh, and a Croatian one uh, stood up and gave him the good and plenty there. They should have literally no. Is a horrible person. The thing is, they need to get rid of one person in that Canadian government. Yeah, and that's Freeland. Freeland yeah, she's got to has go. to go. Yeah, she's got she to has go. to go because she's on that board of the WEF. Yeah. There is no I way. Actually think, I actually think she's running the country, to be fair. I think uh -huh. she's the shot caller. I, I really do believe that. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's got a big boot in that one. Trudeau's off you go, do this, do I mean, that, hell, whatever. Her grandfather, her maternal grandfather was a Nazi propagandist. She admitted it. Mm -hmm. She admitted it. And she sits on the, the board of the World Economic Forum. She's the one that sits up there on the stage and leads the interviews with guys like Larry Fink from BlackRock. She's the one that sits up on the stage and does that. Yeah. It's not Trudeau. No, no. She is a horrible mover within the system. Canada needs to get rid of her. Trudeau will go. She goes, he'll go. But she needs to be taken out of the picture. All right. Our, to our Canadian listeners, what do, what do you say to them? Um. Well... Yeah, I'm sorry for what's been going over there. And a thank you. I mean, one of the biggest thank yous you've got to say is that movement was amazing. That movement was amazing that started it all. I'm sorry that your own stewards and government shat all over you, whether you were an individual or whether you were a company and you tried to stand up for your human rights and the police force was used against you and everything else. And those rules have not been rescinded yet. You need to keep moving as a people because the world on the other side of this shutdown media are keeping an eye on you. And I'm, I'm sorry, but you started something. Please continue it. It might hurt, but Freeland has to go. You have to wheedle some things out of that government because she is very vocal about tightening the screw. And I don't know how you're going to shift her. 
but then I'm not I'm not, not sure, sure right the, as a population. Yeah, I'm not sure the nature of their system uh, and, and, and how they can actually uh, go about doing that. But I do know I did read the other day that uh, Trudeau has shorted. He made it. He went. He made a deal with. I believe it was the can the Canadian. Uh, it was either the the far left party or the communist party, wh- whatever it is that they have there, the far left party, it's the same thing. But he made a deal with them and he shored up his support through 2025. You're kidding me. No. That can't happen. There must be laws within there because he used those emergency powers wrongly. System, even and so his did she. system. And so yeah, did she. That government there used those emergency powers and there was no need for it. There wasn't even the correct position. There wasn't that big worry. All it was was the people giving it, whoa, cut it out. Stop this. Let's get on with our lives. Stop doing all these mandates. We don't want it. We want to help our country. And for some reason, he think he has the right to put the people down. He has the right to go into a mess up individual's life. I mean, I'd hate to think how many bank accounts and things of individuals uh, that probably got frozen. That and now I I, I, I mean I, I don't know but when things like that happen people lose livelihoods people lose livelihoods and that means if parents lose livelihoods children lose their livelihood you you get a horrible position where I don't know you just end up on the breadline more and more people end up on the bread it's misery and that is answerable that, that, that there's no excuse for that. That, that that's misuse of power and it just needs I mean excuse me. The armed forces, what I mean I need to look into now uh, is I don't know whether doctors throughout the world in different nations or any of them at all now take the Hippocratic Oath. I don't know what oaths different police forces, different servicemen will ever take. But it seems to me that if there are any oaths at all, if an individual says an oath, that's not A bit of paperwork. This is from you. This is about you as an individual. This is something that you've said is unbreakable and I believe in. And if it's something unbreakable and you believe in, just like when you get married, that you say you will either give your life or use your own word in and whatever, it is an oath. And if you break that oath, you break part of yourself and you let yourself down. And that will not do you any good no matter what. I'm a great believer that your word, the one thing a man or a woman has in this world is your own word. I say to to my child, she's always said from early ages, Dad, can you promise me this? I said, I do not make promises willy-nilly. If I promise something, it's kept, right? Never break a promise. So they're not given easily. You might hear other children, oh, promise me this. And a teacher might go, yeah, I promise. Or somebody might say, no, a promise loses its weight. If it's just used willy-nilly, just like the word sorry does. Don't say sorry to that child. Oh, yeah, if I say sorry, they'll let me off. Sorry then means nothing as a child gets old. Your words, what you do, your responsibilities of who you are, hold power and weight. Okay. Or like Canada, you put a massive movement in there. Okay. You've got a bit of a setback. Push again. Bigger. More. This, just to give you an idea, uh, we've played this a while back, but just to give you an idea... Um, you, you heard the clip that we played of Klaus Schwab at Harvard University in 2017 and when he said that we and it's actually in part of our opener. He says what we're very proud of is that we've penetrated the cabinets of these governments. Mm. He says, oh, yeah, it's true with uh, with Prime Minister Trudeau of Canada and blah, blah, blah. And of course, you see that with Freeland, Carista Freeland, who is in there. She's on the board of the World Economic Forum. And she's the deputy prime minister. She's also the Canadian finance minister at the same time. She holds two positions at the same time. One might think that it was a French government if you're holding two positions at the same time. But this is what was said by a member of parliament from the Conservative Party to the Speaker of the House about that very speech that Klaus gave in 2017. member for Oshawa. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. And I listened to my call speech. I had a constituent that wanted me to ask a question about outside interference to our democracy. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum, and he bragged how his subversive WWEF World Economic Forum has quoted infiltrated governments around the world. He said that his organization had penetrated more than half of Canada's cabinet. And I was wondering, in the interest of transparency, 
Could the member please name which cabinet ministers are on board with the WEF's agenda? My concern is the deputy. Uh, order, order, order. I, I know he was. I know the, uh, the member was in a, a really good good question there, but the the, the audio is really really bad and the video is really really bad as well. Um, and I and I and I apologize. I don't know if if the member. Okay, uh, let's let's uh, let's try again. The honor the. the the Honourable Member for Timmins James Bay. Mr. Speaker, that member is promoting open disinformation. That's not debate. We have to call out disinformation. Uh, we'll get into debate again. Uh, the Honourable Member. So you notice that he, before he was cut off there, he said mm. deputy, as in he was about to name Freeland, in my opinion. Yep. You'd have to, because basically, the thing about politicians, whilst in government, None of them should be on the boards of any companies or whatever else. It should be totally not. You have a responsibility for this job. You are the voice of the people that voted you in for whatever reason. And they've, they've totally lost it. Everything is money engineered. It's hateful that we've lost the idea of humanity. You can't put a price on life. There is no price. It's priceless, not worthless. They've created life as worthless, but it isn't. It's, it's, it's just dragged humanity through a, the worst experience. Nothing in history, nothing in history amounts to what's happened in the last two years and what's going ahead. It, it, it's just open wars. At least somebody came knocking on your door and went, excuse me, have some of this. And you know, well, basically, yeah, you either got to defend yourself or hop out the back door and make a run. Is it a door to door yeah. vaccination service or is that what they're doing now? <laughs> that is going to be Australia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Western Australia. I heard about it. That's just mad. But the problem with this, we, we're digging things up. People are digging things up. This is going to go on for a long, long time. And we will come out the other end of this. We will come out the other end of this. And there's going to be a lot of. People wanting a lot of payback. There's going to be a lot of misery. It's just going to be, I don't know. But even vaccines, yeah, you've done this. But you, <laughs> in America, you have another wonderful business, blood, don't you? I heard about this. Yeah, the blood transfusions. People are getting <laughs> uh, people are getting vaxxed and boosted by getting blood transfusions. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, no, but uh, look, you, when, when you hear that, you give it, huh? Hang on. There's a lot of countries around the world that go... They won't pay a person to give blood. I mean, we do it voluntarily in the UK, yeah? So we do it, yeah. But in America, there's people on the breadline that actually supplement their income by giving blood. Yep. Yeah? And it's so right next to every, it every blood and plasma donation center is right next to a state liquor store in the U.S. I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> that's that's a true statement. It is in the they can do it up, They can do it up to two times a week. Yeah. I mean... That is going to affect you in one bad way. Of course okay. it is. Of course it is. You 30, lose a couple of pints every week. Yeah. $30 a pop. I mean, I mean, this is just ridiculous. But the funny thing is, you've got a wonderful company in America called Ambrosia, don't you? We do, yes. Have you heard of it? I have heard of it, yes. Do you know, do you know that they, they're making quite a lot of money out of... Um, what should they say? What, what were infusions? Yeah. Inf high paid execs pay something in the reason of $8,000 infusions of young blood. Now, there's nothing to say this is going to do them any good. We know that basically your platelets, if you centrifuge them up, you then get nice plasma and athletes have been known to inject themselves with it. <laughs> These are people that are taking blood out of themselves on a regular basis. And there's people with a lot of money giving it, oh, just give me a, a check. I mean, that's tantamount to vampirism, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's some Pretty weird close. way. But I mean, you have, you know, it amounts to about 2.5% of your economy in America. You export this bloody stuff. I mean, in this country, people volunteer because they want the NHS to have blood and help people that. America's exporting the damn stuff. You're draining your own people and sending it somewhere else. And they're actually talking about, how, how do I put this? They're talking about people that have been jabbed. That blood is now, con I, I don't want to say the word contaminated. <laughs> but oh, no, all contamination the means it's 
uh, it's a difference from its natural state. Right. It has a contaminate. It has something right. different. So yeah, it is contaminated. If you think about it, it's got. But yeah, they're saying an they're unnatural saying additive. It does. It does. And th- this is the problem now: is that that is is now going into the veins of unvaxxed people, and it's <laughs> causing them problems. These are reports I'm now seeing. Yeah, well, does uh, you've got to take your health back, people. You're saying this for a long time. You have to take your health back. You got to take everything back. It starts with health, yeah, yeah but it, it, it's it's got to be everything. Has to be everything. I mean, I've always heard the uh, the saying, and I'll, I'll give you the last word here. But I've always heard the saying that if you don't stand up and take control of your own life, then someone is happily waiting in the wings to do it for you. Yeah. But and that's a case in point of that has been evident over the last uh, two and a half years now. But we are over on time. But that's okay. I'll I'll give you uh, I'll give you the final word. I haven't got much more to say. I've had a really rock and roll week of seeing all manner of information. It's, and it is uh, the way I feel is the way I started. Uh, we're being bombarded with so much information at the moment and it's weeding through it and uh, everything's coming out of the woodwork. Everybody's got to stay strong. Everybody's got to take responsibility for what they've done and everybody's got to stand up and add to those people that have been there all the time. You've just got to support each other and keep supporting each other. Just keep shouting keep doing things, keep listening, keep talking. If you listen, if you talk to somebody or they talk to you and you listen, then that will form a conversation. It will form debate without finger pointing, shouting at each other. And that is where we've got to start because we've been totally polarized. People are worried about what they've done or what they haven't done, what might be happening to their kids. Just don't. Just the responsibility is we've just got to get to the bottom of this and got to do it in such a way where we're speaking from the same platform, wronged or otherwise, differences or otherwise. People are the ones that are paying the price and all the people have to stand up for this. We'll get there in the end, but it's going to be more painful if we don't stand up quicker. And on that point, we'll bless you all. Very well said, sir. So we are going to go ahead and jump out of here. So for those of you who would like to send us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We really do enjoy having you as a listener. We would humbly ask you to pass us along to just five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up? You know someone you're trying to get to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. So I want to thank you for being here today, Ned. I want to thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. We will see you on Monday. If you're listening to us on Monday, then have a great evening and we will see you tomorrow.